Sorry ass motherfucker got nothing on me, right? Nothing. We're the stars of this piece of shit! I am Big Kev. Why do they call you Big Kev? Ooh. I am OG. Oh look, he's got a billion toys. And I am PK. I don't do magic, Morty. I do science. One takes brains, the other takes dark eyeliner. I say we stay here and fight it out. OG's not actually racist against many people. There is no racial bigotry here. Here you are all equally worthless. I'm not really angry all the time. This is Kevin destroying the Toy Biz Legends box set. Fucking garbage! Why? Why? You know how I know that you're gay? How? Because you're gay and you can tell who other gay people are. I know it's fun. You're like, hey, I found buttons. Let's push them to piss me off. I have Amigo Isis action figure. Almighty Isis. Big Kev's Geek Stuff dot. You fuckers think that just because a guy reads comics he can't start some shit? I'll fucking take all you want! One, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, hello. Oh, hi. How's it going? I feel like uh, there's an orchestra in here all of a sudden. It, it, it's, it's, it's rocking. I'm not complaining. It's rocking. I'm, I'm digging I it. I like, I like a good, I like a good guitar. I like a good guitar cover of an instrumental. Yeah. A, a, an electric guitar cover of an instrumental, when done well. Yes. Is, uh, is always... Dare I say, joyful and exciting. Yeah, I think it was Tom Morello was on this one. The dude from Anthrax. Yeah, uh, it was. It was like a jam session. Yeah, it's like some guitar center jam session. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was pretty cool. Um, but here we are. Yeah, with this week's episode of Big Kevsky stuff. This is episode five hundred and forty-one. Wow. We're calling this one, at least for now, somebody call the ambulance. Nice. I think I'm on the ambulance. If are I'm being you? honest, but that's okay. We can get to that. All right. Uh, I, of course, am here this week. Uh, Mr. Nick is here this week. Big Kev, oh, are no. you here with us? I am in spirit. You are only in spirit? No, 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 I'm here. Oh, okay. I just wanted <laughs> to make sure. Uh, I was I'm, concerned. I'm, I'm perusing the prep sheet because of all the accolades I got last uh, week about being prepared. Right. I'm uh, trying to be prepared. I see. All right, cool. fine. <laughs> So, we have a show to do this week. Indeed. Um, we have a con to talk about that we I do. went to. Um, oh, lots of stuff to talk about. We have lots of stuff on the prep sheet. Do we want to do the con in segment one or segment two? Yes! I want it. Yeah. Yes. Sorry, I just got to one piece in the news that was very exciting, I think, for for all three of us, particularly you and I, OG. I think okay. you know what it is. Uh, I may or may not, because I'm... I have an idea since oh. I put the sheet together. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what it isn't. What? Spawn 300. Oh, but I wanted to talk about that, but that's okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying we're not talking about it. I'm just saying well, that's not it. Well, why don't we start off with this thing that you're teasing? All right. 
Let's do it. I mean, you teased it. Let's let's roll into no, it. No, no. Let's let's roll in and see, you know, who guesses what the thing is. But that here's the thing. There's so much on the prep sheet this week that realistically we may not get to everything. So if we go we, in order. Oh, we getting it at. Well, that's what I'm saying. Why don't we just get to it then? No, I, I this is a glorious opportunity for a contest. You know, if you kids cannot win, podcast win nicely. something from OG Studio. <laughs> I know. Because <laughs> uh, he he's got clearly too much. <laughs> nope. It won't be a Green Arrow thing. It certainly will know, not. Could be uh, could be a Lego brick. All I don't right. know. <laughs> One brick. A brick. All right. <laughs> a brick. A, a single a brick. All right. Fine. Are, Let's. Are we guessing? I, I, no, I, no, no. We're going to go through the show, and I'm not going to show any uh, overt emotion for anything, and then people will be invited to call the GVM line. 201-730-2547. And okay. guess what I was so excited about at the top of the show that's on the prep sheet. Okay. Oh, I know what it is. I know what it is. It you is, just and it, scroll through there? No, no, it. no. Actually, Nick and I talked about this prior to the show. Ah. I know what it is. Uh, he mentioned sure it. Know. Make sure you don't give it away then. I will not. I will not give it away. All right. So, um, well, then let's just start with Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones wrapped up this past week. Mm -hmm. Many uh -huh. people who watched the show were upset by it. Many people who watched the show were pleased with it. Um, I sit somewhere firmly in the middle. You're okay with it. Uh, uh, upon a little bit more reflection, I am okay with it. I'm not, I'm not thrilled with it, but I'm okay with it. Okay. I still have a lot of problems with the season overall. There are parts about where it ended that I really liked, and there are parts about where it ended that I think were really dumb. But overall, I I like the fact, a spoiler alert, if you haven't watched the last episode of Game of Thrones. Big Kev, did you watch it? What is Game of Thrones? Oh, okay. So um, no, I've, I've seen it. Um, so the thing I liked was... Thanks I liked, for asking me if I saw it. But you don't watch it, do you? I, no, I don't watch yeah, it. Just... I knew that already. <laughs> See, I know you that well that I don't even need to ask. That's man. cute. Um. The thing that I like, I like the fact that the Starks essentially own everything. <laughs> I do like that. I think that is very fitting that the Starks sort of own everything at this point with it, with it, at least in that area in Westeros when the show uh, wraps up. Okay. So uh, the thing that I don't really particularly care for, I, Bran just bothered me. I mean, I get it, I guess. But, Bran the broken? Yeah, Bran the asshole. <laughs> I, I don't I mean I don't think he's an asshole I think that you know I have a problem with the same thing I think a lot of people have a problem with which is I think it's Tyrion's line which is you know well who, it's about being a, telling stories or what and who has the best story to tell Bran no I don't think so uh, I think it's Jon Snow if we're if that's the criteria right. uh, I mean let's be honest let's take that you know, the cycle of that character from beginning to end, way more interesting than Bran. In fact, Dragon Bran through the North was probably some of the low points of the series. Right. Uh, so, meanwhile, Jon Snow goes up there, becomes the head of the Night's Watch, goes into the North, befriends the people of the North. He gets Rose Leslie out of the deal. Uh, uh, you know, and then he comes back, he becomes king of the north, he dies, he comes back to life, he does this, he does that. The hell, how many battles has he survived where no one should have survived? I, I mean, not and and what's the brand story? 
got tossed out of a window and lived. Yeah, okay. And then got his ass dragged around by Hodor for four seasons. <laughs> I, I don't I don't necessarily disagree with you. And whoever those kids were. I yeah, mean, right. I don't even know. Yeah. Those kids, whoever those kids were, dragging him around the north. Yeah. For four seasons. Yeah. Whatever it was. So No. By that criteria, Tyrion is completely and utterly wrong. So Game of Thrones is Arya over. is a more interesting, has a better story to tell. Uh, Why isn't Arya the queen? Yeah. Um, at first, I was a little bit upset that Arya didn't get her prophecy fulfilled. But then I realized that Cersei didn't really get it fulfilled either. And I think, I wonder if, I wonder if the context for that, that wasn't spoon fed to us, but maybe should have been a little bit, was that prophecies are shit. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, I, Danny had to go. I was fine with that. Um, I'm glad Arya kind of went off on her own. Not, I was fine with that. Not a surprise. Everyone's like, I didn't see this coming. You didn't see Daenerys getting killed coming? Yeah, I know. First of all, if they didn't nail that coffin shut the second to last episode, you're a moron. Right. You know, because you could see everybody wanted her dead in that episode. Yeah. Everybody, honestly, except Gray Tongue, Tongue, whatever his name is. I started thinking Danny was going to go last season. To be honest with you, like I saw the turn already. Some people, some people say that the the turn was way too unexpected last week. Um, It was a pretty hard turn, but I saw the turn coming last season. Oh yeah, I mean it's the the turn was not a shock to me. So yeah, but she had to touch that throne. Yeah, so. She had to touch that throne before she died. Yeah. And she did. Touch. Dead. Dead. Are you guys surprised that uh, Big Bang Theory, though, beat him out, though, in terms of uh, viewership for the it finale? Did. Big Bang was 18 million. Yeah. What was Game of Thrones? Game of Thrones, 19.3. Oh, did I mix up the numbers? Yeah, let's mix so. up the numbers. Yeah. Yeah. 19.3 was Game of Thrones. Oh. Big Bang mm-hmm. was 18. Well, then, um, I mean, I really, guess continue really shutting close. up. In the I mean, I'm here. surprised that it was that close. I'll give you that. Um, but not really. Big Bang has been kind of on the top for forever. So um, now I mixed up the numbers. I misread it. Yeah. Um, I, I haven't have watched it. I'm probably two seasons behind on Big Bang. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You know, because of all the stuff that was going on at the time, I just didn't. I yeah. didn't keep up on Big Bang. And I always thought, oh, I can watch it on Hulu, except they switched it to. Hulu pay for it, Hulu. Yeah, Hulu Live or whatever it is. Yeah, whatever it is. So I can't even, I have to wait and see where it turns up before I can watch the last two seasons, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I see the, I did see the clip of the, the final bit where, oh, I, spoiler alert. I did, not, Sheldon, I did not see that clip. Do you care? Yes, don't spoil it for me. I, okay, I, I, I will probably watch it in the next day or two. Because uh, I have kept up with that show. Um, I'm one of the people out there that doesn't hate that show. I don't hate it as much. I, I don't hate that. I've yeah. never hated that. Lots show. of people All that hate is bullshit. Yeah, lots of people hate the show because they think. Well, a lot of people say that it's unfunny and they hate the laugh track. To me, that just harkens back to classic television. Yeah, a lot of people they have do, a live audience. Yeah, uh, all right, right. But it's probably enhanced with the laugh track, and that, it it just doesn't bother me. Um, and a lot of people also think that it sort of caters to the least common denominator. As far as nerd culture is concerned, and some people say that it belittles and makes fun of nerd culture. And every time someone says that to me, because I get that a lot, how could you like that show as a as a geek or nerd? Don't you feel like it belittles you? And I'm like, I'm like, 
So I'm belittled by the fact that the nerds, at least two of the major nerds, have like hot girlfriends and wives and families. And good paying jobs. And good paying jobs. What I'm sorry, what what about that is belittling to me? Wait, does Sheldon not have the hot one? No, he, no. No, she's she's practicing. No, she's not hot. And she's also crazy in real life, so that really yeah, gives I've me a hard time. Um, I heard things. But I, I just the show doesn't belittle I me. Things. I don't think the show belittles me as a nerd. It doesn't. Well, you know what? Here's the thing. You just it's the same thing when Heroes came out. Right. It was the same exact sort of thing when Heroes came out, when it was like, you know, it's when I think, and I think you and I discussed this at the time, OG, I think that's when the culture crossed. When it went from being underground right. to being out in the open and so okay. on and so forth. And I think Big Bang Theory was the inevitable result of that crossover. And so did they get everything right? No. Did they get the majority of it right? Yes. You know, we all know those guys. Yeah. And that- in some variation or other, in, in part, we are, some of us are of those guys. And some of the moments on that show, while they certainly play to the extremes, are grounded in very realistic things. Like some of yeah. the moments that they have in the comic book store. Mm-hmm. I get that they're played up a little bit because, you know, it has to be. it's a TV show. But some of those moments, some of those conversations... I'm fairly certain I've engaged in some of those conversations or similar conversations, be it at a comic book store or at a convention or going oh, through yeah. a long box. Like, I don't know. It's to me, the show never bothered me to me. The people that it bothered the most are the people who are not comfortable in their own skin with the labels that they give themselves, but don't necessarily want. You know, people who call themselves geeks when it's cool to be a geek, but then right. are like kind of uncomfortable when the spotlight is on them. To me, it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> that's that's just yeah. my, that's my I, world. I think any show that you can find people that you identify with. Yeah. Uh, you know, because you don't identify with everyone in that show, that doesn't mean that it's not a good show. And it doesn't it also doesn't mean that you're being spoken down to. Right. It, you you know, know, it didn't play to the G4 when that was still a thing, it didn't play to that Ugh. that generation of geek or that geek label because a the lot of those generation? people were what the, whatever they were. So I'm not going to. I know I don't want to be a gatekeeper. Phony, fake. I don't want to be a gatekeeper. All right, let's move on. I have a toy on my desk, therefore I am a geek. All right, I'm not going to gatekeep, but I did have a problem with. I'll gatekeep. You don't need me. I'll I'll take all the gatekeeping. All right, you gatekeep. Uh, Westworld season three. We got a trailer for it. The oh, only... no, 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 no. Game of Thrones fans are excited to cancel their HBO subscriptions. I was excited to cancel mine. I know. I just thought it was a really <laughs> funny article. That was one of the but things I, I tweeted I out think, that night. Is that right? I think it's short sighted, though, with Westworld coming and his dark materials on the surface looks very good. Yes. However, however, to me, HBO is very much now an a la carte service. Right. So I'll, I'll cancel it for a month or two. Mm-hmm. And then when a show comes back that I want, I'll resubscribe and then I'll cancel it again. Yeah. You know, that Westworld three trailer dropped. I did not see Westworld season two, except for the first two episodes. Yeah, same. That trailer dropped. And I was like, I got to go back and watch season two now. <laughs> 
because I want to know and how we ended season, up here. It, the new season is until 2020 anyway. So I have lots of time. I don't need to have a subscription right. for the next six months is my mm -hmm. point. Right. And yes. his Dark Materials, which I agree, also looks pretty good. But the same thing. It's all on the card. surface. I could cancel it for a while. Right. And mm -hmm. then come back whenever. I was thinking about re-signing mm -hmm. up so I can watch Sopranos again. Yeah. I haven't watched that in... When did you, that go off the air? Do you have Prime? Nine? Uh, I do. It's on Prime, or, isn't it? Which no, it's. It, I think it's on Prime. It may be. Is on Netflix also. Definitely not Netflix. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure because no, I don't remember I seeing think because now that you sure mentioned it's on Prime, though, right? I think it is on Prime now that you mentioned. I might have seen it. Yeah, I think it's on Prime. Oh, well, there you go. See, you don't even got to sign back up. Boom. So there you go. Save me a few bucks. Uh, all right. Let's get into probably one of the biggest stories this week. This um, this is. Uh, I mean. I mean, I wish I had our clandestine informant, uh, you know, our clandestine uh, insider to tell us, to hmm. tell me not to worry the same way he did when they cast Heath Ledger. Right. But me let me tell you, this would take a lot more reassuring. <laughs> I, see, and I, 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 I'm not bothered by this at all. First of all, the Heath Ledger thing always weighs heavily on my mind. Always weighs heavily on my mind. But that being said, I don't judge this guy by Twilight, which I think many which is what everyone's do. doing. Um, what was that? The uh, the not what was the movie I saw that was really good with him in it? Uh, Grifter was it called The Grifter? The Rover? The Rover? I had seen. Like I caught it somewhere on Netflix, maybe at one point in time, um, which I thought was a really good movie. And then I heard that. Life was really good, and there was another one that I heard was really, really good. Um, so I don't, I don't judge him based on Twilight. Um, as a young Batman, as a young brooding Bruce Wayne, I, th I think he's absolutely fine. I have no issues with him. I would have liked the other kid better. Who? What's the other kid? Nicholas Holt. Which one is the guy playing one? Beast in the X Men movies? Oh he yeah, just played Tolkien in the movie. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Tolkien. Look, I'm I'm not saying that there maybe isn't somebody else that could do it. I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is that I'm not going to judge this guy based on Twilight, considering he's done a dozen films since then. And the Heath Ledger effect is a very real effect, and will always weigh on my mind. We yep. went into Heath Ledger knowing him from Knight's Tale and like 10 things I hate about you. <laughs> yep. Right? And we all laughed. <laughs> we were all panicky and we worried. We all laughed. I'll give you another one. Michael Keaton. Everybody. Imagine. Juice and Mr. Mom. Imagine if in 2019, Michael Keaton was cast as Batman with, with only having done two movies similar to those movies prior. We'd all be up in arms. The one yeah. thing I will say that I did enjoy going around the internet, I will say the one thing that I did enjoy were the people that were saying that he, that Pattinson should play Terry McGinnis and Keaton should come back as old man Wayne. That'd be cool. <laughs> That'd I be saw cool. that and I was like, all right, that would be amazing. They're not going to do that, no. but that would be amazing. I, I would definitely be on board for that. Yeah. And I think you guys, the, the Heath Ledger thing just came out on the bonus content too, not that long ago. Yeah, it did. The, we the, we, the we released folks. that because uh, because it, it was timely. Um, but yeah, you know, and we've been wrong on this show many, many times in our concerns. Oh, they'll never make an Avengers movie. 
What kind of poppycock is that? Well, only an yeah. asshole would All right. do that. We never said they would never make one. We just thought they would go in a different direction. No, I think we actually said I don't think we'll have, they'll ever make one. I don't. I don't think that sound say. clip is floating around there. I remember well, Kev you know saying what? we should have the producer search through all the episodes of the show and uh, and see if he can find that. I clip. think it's well, posted he, on I, Facebook, actually. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> is, is that the one that's on Facebook? Because that one definitely does not say we did not say that they oh. would do it. OK, I, I thought we said that they weren't going to do it or that we didn't think that they were going to do it. I remember no, th- I remember Kev saying. Something about Thor, like he wasn't gonna believe it was. Oh, no, that come out. that we definitely said. That was we definitely, definitely said. said that. That yeah. was just Mike. That yeah. was the just Mike era. That was and the just Mike both era. Just Mike and I were like, we'll believe it when we're sitting in the theater and the credits are beginning to roll. And even then, probably won't believe it until the end credits happen. Right. <laughs> so so there's that. All right, moving forward. Uh, John Wick three. Opened up with a huge debut, and John Wick 4 has already been approved. It's already been greenlit. Surprise. Um, I'm not surprised. Uh, It's a great (laughs) franchise. I have not seen 3 yet. I will say that it is on my long list of things to see. I bought 1 and 2 on sale. Um, but uh, have you seen them before? No, I picked them up wanting to watch them, but I just haven't. I've I've not seen them yet either. I hear they're really good. Mezco just put up for pre-order the 112. Oh, yeah, that's right. I think on the day that the number three opened. Oh, did they? Oh, I didn't see yeah. that. Oh, excellent. Excellent. You should get that. Mezco, the 112 collection, always amazing. You can join the wait list for it. Always amazing. All right, we're going to skip that next one for now. Um, Stranger Things season three posters reveal new looks at main characters. Yeah, they're more, they're more posters. I mean, everybody's aged up appropriately. Oh, and, our and kids are set. growing up. I know. Um, I am excited, though, for Stranger Things Season 3, which is coming in just a couple weeks, isn't it? Isn't it? It's this summer. No. I know that. It's the fall, isn't it? No, they moved. They pushed it up to the summer. July 4th. Yeah, I was going to say. It's it's like middle of the summer. Yeah, so 4th of July weekend. It kicks off. I'm excited. I'm excited for that. Is I'm, I'm kind of glad that they pushed it up, actually. Is it this season and one more after that? No, yes, the next season, not this season, but the following season is the last one. Will be one, the end, okay. right? That's what I thought. Yeah. Yes, so they'll end in 1986. Yeah, so so that's pretty exciting, I think. I'm super excited for that. You know, posters, whenever, because po- new Far From Home posters debuted today or yesterday, too. And they always make a big deal out of the posters. And I'm like, yeah, okay, they're posters. Yeah, the first round, of, the first yeah. round when they come out, it's cool. Yeah, and then it's like, all right, is another Spider-Man poster. Like, and I'm not... I'm not not excited for the film, yeah. but I just don't go hog wild over a couple of posters. Hog wild. All right. We're skipping over a couple things in here because there's a lot to do and we have a jam-packed second segment and I don't want to miss stuff in the second segment. So we're going to save some no, of this stuff. That's true. But I mean, we can hit on a couple of these things. Humans canceled that AMC after three seasons. Anyone watching Humans? Uh, no. Next. <laughs> that, that's why. See? I, that's, that's why what you do. That's why I didn't bring it up. Um, Haley Atwell wants to direct a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. And good on her. They should have her direct something. What would she direct, though? That would be interesting. Who cares? Can we get some shots of her doing the directing? Because hubba hubba. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There's there's Big Kev's opinion. I mean, I love Haley Atwell. So Everyone does. Everyone does. It's hard not to um, love Haley Atwell. Let's go to... Hold on. Hold on. Before we go, because we have... We have product and we have the con review in segment two. We do. 
Um, we've got a lot of product to do in segment two tonight. Is it worth doing a break and then taking? No, actually, I think I think I want to do because there's a bunch of D and D things. So why don't we hit all of those now? Let's hit the D and D stuff now because there's even one that you don't have on here that I wanted to mention. Okay. Um. So just this past. It's that time of the night. We turn on the black light. Let the dungeons and the dragons begin. It's D and D. Fighting with the legends of yore. It's D and D. You son of you a know, bitch. Yes. I, I should have thought to set that up better <laughs> beforehand. I'm not gonna lie. I was looking at the computer, kind of waiting to see for a cue. And uh, he got it, though. He he got me because I was not expecting it. So congratulations on you for getting me. That's why you guys pay me the big bucks. It is why we pay you. Oh, yeah. We do. Um, so <laughs> just yesterday, um, both in hardcover and on D&D Beyond in digital format, Ghost of the Salt Marsh released. Um, this is for 5th edition. This is a new source book that actually gathers a bunch of first edition D&D um, adventures. Modules. Yeah. The Sinister Secret of Saltmarsh, mm-hmm. Danger at Dunwater, The Final Enemy, Salvage Operation, Isle of the Abbey, uh, Tamarot's Fate, and The Styes. There's none of them are first edition. What do you mean? Only the first one of them, I think, is first edition. Ghosts of the Saltmarsh combines some of the most popular classic adventures from first edition Dungeons and Dragons, including the classic U series and some of the best nautical adventures from Dungeon Magazine. Oh, that's why. So it's okay. it's a, it's a combination of two, right? And it right. updates all of those things for this new book, which includes, I think, a couple of new character classes, um, a bunch of new monsters, um, and a bunch of stuff. So. Um, if you're looking into running a nautical adventure in the world of D&D, this is definitely a book that you want to check out. Pretty cool. Um, in addition oh, yeah. to that, um, Dungeons & Dragons Boulder's Gate, Descent into Avernus. Sure. Avernus. Avernus. Um, yeah. This is the next book. Um, it's another campaign book that is that is uh, that had just come out. It takes characters from level one to thirteen as they journey through the city of Boulder's Gate. Um, here's my one issue with D and D and these campaign books. I feel like we have a gross abundance of books for characters level one through ten, one through thirteen. We don't have a lot of we don't have a lot of like higher level books yet, do we? There's some. I think Yawning Portal has a handful of adventures. Um, I know there's a follow-up to Waterdeep. I think that's coming that has... But most of these adventures are all, like, starter adventures. Then you have to do some, like, legwork if you want to update them or upgrade them. You know why. To hi- yeah, because they're constantly trying to bring in new players. And they're And it's working. It is working, but at some point, don't you have to cater to players that have now been playing since the yes, launch of the game? If you're playing a weekly game, yeah. how long is it taking you to get to level 13 if it's done right? I get that. It takes a while. But that's what I'm saying. Yes, but and what I'm saying is 5th edition has now been out for three years. Two years? Two, three years, whatever it is. I right. think if you're playing a weekly game, you're probably past level 10 already at this point. If that's the case, 
then the smattering of things that's available for past that level is where you would start. And yeah, I would expect that you would start seeing some higher level stuff coming out at this point. Uh, yeah, I'm, you know? ju I'm just saying it would be nice for them to start putting out more content for higher level characters. That's all. Agreed. Agreed. Boulder's I Gate this, is another classic. Is, uh, uh, it is certainly, you know, what, the other thing is, you know, creativity here. You can also take those characters that are level 10 and stick them in here. Oh, of course. That's what I said. You so, can kind of, you can up the ante, increase the mobs, you know, yeah, play with exactly. the stat blocks, you know, keep a lot of the puzzle and, and, and story elements in place and, you know, do some DMing and, and, and adjust it for higher level characters. Certainly that is a thing. Um, Boulder's Gate is another classic sort of D&D um, &D city in Faerun, the Forgotten Realm. It's... Where is where is Boulder's Gate, Kev? It's like towards the south, isn't it? Do you I think remember? So, yeah. Of of Faerun? I think it's I think it's down there somewhere, if I remember correctly, from the olden days. Um Baldur's Gate is among the most iconic locations yeah. in all of fantasy culture. A mist-cloaked metropolis on the Sword Coast. It is a place of history and a home to heroes. It is. And it and it and it, it had um it had a video game franchise around it. Hmm. There was a PC-based game. I think called board, Baldur's Gate. Bald board game. Also. It was a board game. Um, it might have with even the, had a console game expansion. at one point. Yeah. Um, so Baldur's Gate definitely is one of those ones that probably longtime D and D players or people familiar with um, the gray matter of D and D. Baldur's Gate, I would say, is probably one of the ones that people have been waiting for the most. Um, another the one. The book introduces the epic Infernal War Machines to 5th edition D&D. Battle-ready vehicles, which you can customize as you blast off into the Blood War. Yes. So, you know, now you can have vehiculars. Which, ooh, ooh, I mean... This, this, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Dungeon Masters will entice their heroes with Devil's Deals, a unique set of game mechanics designed to lure adventurers with the ultimate temptations of power and treasure. Yeah. That sounds right out of the OG playbook. This is... This is <laughs> Did you have a hand in this? Yeah. This is how do you take your characters... How do you take your characters from being lawful good to chaotic evil? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's also, it's also the jerk-off DM who gives everybody a wish. Right, yeah, no. And then finds a way to fuck the wish. Yeah, no. Wishes wishes are broken. The luck feed is broken. <laughs> that is probably something I don't think that I'd ever run Boulder's Gate. Um, I don't know if I'll ever get the opportunity to play in Boulder's Gate, but that sounds like a mechanic that I would not be a fan of. But Fear. Fear, yeah. Um, the next thing um, on the prep sheet, and then we still have one more D&D &D thing past this, wow. believe it or not. Um, the next thing on the prep sheet is something that's very, very exciting um, to anybody who's a fan of third edition and up, nope. I would say. Yes. Was it third? It, I'm pretty sure it was yeah, third, third and yeah, then rounded third. out in 3.5. And came in, in and came in big time in fourth. All right. Um, this is Eberron. Now, Eberron has been released for fifth edition uh, digitally only up until this point. Um, on D&D Beyond and I think other places where you can get digital content, like, what is it, the DM Guild or whatever that other website is that sells digital content. Um, but now we're getting an official hardcover book 
for Eberron. Eberron is the, it's the Wayfinder, Wayfinder's Guide to Eberron, which is just an upgrade of the original Eberron source book or campaign book. Um, it is not a module. It is a source book, but it introduces a lot of things that don't currently sort of exist. It introduces stuff like airships. Um, it introduces the Warforged, which is some of my favorite character classes. As a matter of fact, I played oh, yeah. Warforged in one of your campaigns, Big Kev. Yes, I recall. In the long, long time ago. Warforged, are they're kind of like... They're kind of like golems, but that are sentient. Or like yes. fully in control. Ooh. As opposed mm -hmm. to control by something else. They're constructs. Intriguing. They're constructs that are made of primarily of like bits of wood and iron that are like forged together and have sentience. Um, and they're a player class. You can play as them. And they're they're really interesting, weird kind of characters. Yeah, agreed. Uh, um, and we're finally getting a hardcover book. Um, so for those of you who are collectors of the hardcover books um, and are fans of Eberron, you would be pretty excited for this. Yeah, I, I, as you know, OG collect all the hardcover books. So, uh, yeah, I'm very pleased that the, that this is coming out. I'm, I'm sure that you're very excited. One last thing. One last thing. That's not on the prep sheet. Did you see, Big Kev, and Nick, this might pertain to you as well, yes. um, that they're actually releasing what looks like, we don't have full information, just a tease from the official Rick and Morty social media accounts. They are actually releasing a Rick and Morty D&D-like source book. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think, I think it's already been solicited. Yeah, so... Uh, on the Instagram account yesterday, um, the Rick and Morty Instagram account, they put out a picture of it with not a lot of information. And in the back of the individual issues from the comic book, there were some character sheets and some sort of like teaser stuff that they gave. And it looks like they're taking the stuff that they've put out there already, combining it with a bunch of additional stuff and putting out what looks like some sort of source book. Yeah. Um, I love that Wizards of the Coast is doing this is, is smart on their part is playing with this stuff. So they put out, if you remember about a month and a half ago, um, they put out the stranger things mm -hmm. box. Right. Set, yeah. Which came with a campaign book. It came with a couple of Demogorgon minis, um, character sheets, things like that. Um, so this would now be the second time that they're taking a crossover from popular culture and and doing something official with it as far as a release goes. I think it's genius. It, I think it further solidifies. It's a great way to expand their brand. Yeah, it and, absolutely And to get the is. word out there. And, and for people who would otherwise maybe not give it a try. That's exactly right. Because if you're a Rick and Morty fan, but you're not a D&D &D fan, and now the D&D &D box set comes out or, or source book comes out, you know, maybe you're like, all right, let's just for the sake of shits and giggles, yeah, let's give see it a what shot. this is about. Give it a shot. Let's give it a shot. So, yeah, I think it's absolutely genius on their part. Um, I think it's pretty exciting. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what they do with it. I'll probably grab that like I grabbed the, the Stranger Things one. The Stranger Things one, I almost didn't buy, to mm -hmm. be honest with you. What made me buy it, honestly, ended up being the packaging. It is really good packaging. Because it comes in the classic red box packaging. I just hope it's not cheaply made like the way this one. With well, the, with the, the minis. The so minis the minis were. in the Stranger Things. And the Stranger Things box set was was hot garbage. Yeah. Um, Rick and Morty versus D and D box set. Is yeah. that the books? I don't know because they released... that was that was the books. That sounds IDW. like it was the books from IDW. That's the comics. Okay. Yeah. 
um, which this came a, out this was a good comic a couple weeks ago, I think. What the the graphic novel? The graphic though. novel came out, yeah. or maybe it was a month ago already at this point. Yeah, something, like something like that. But yeah, so that is officially coming. I think it's pretty exciting. Um, and I, I think that wraps up all of the D and D stuff for this week. Are you sure? I think so. It's D and D warriors that terrify. It's D and D. All right. All right, wow. let's, let's do one more thing. It's like throwback Wednesday. Let's do one more thing. And I almost we'll... did the spoilers thing for uh, for Game of Thrones. At the top of the show, but <laughs> I haven't. We're going to do one more thing, and then we're going to take a break and come back with a bunch of other shit. Yeah, some right. product, some con reviews, and one more thing on this preview. Lots of ish. Um, Spawn 300. Yes. Is coming Ooh, out yes. This week. Um, so much like Spawn 100. Okay. When Spawn 100 came out. Um, I think the only thing that drew me to that was some of the bonus covers because there were some really interesting ones okay. to it. I don't remember what they look like. Um, I think I might have still been reading Spawn at that point, but I don't recall. I think there was an Alex Ross cover, if I'm not mistaken. There was a bunch of weird stuff. Um, again, sp- with Spawn 300, I'm drawn to the covers. I don't care about the story at all. I don't think I've read Spawn since like 120. I forgot how many covers there's coming up with. Um, there are a 100. handful of artists uh. asso- associated with the covers um, that bring me into this. One, there is a Campbell cover. Pretty much anything Campbell does, I'm interested in. Yeah. I won't get it because I don't even buy all the Campbell Spider-Man covers because there's just too many of them. And I find them they to be expensive. expensive. Um but the one that I really think is the funniest, um, and I think this is the only guy that gets the pass on this kind of cover, mm-hmm. um, is there is a Spawn 300 cover done by McFarlane that is a ripoff. It's not a ripoff, but is a replica. Yes. Homage. Homage. Of the amazing Spider-Man 300 cover. Yes. That's that's the one in the prep sheet. That is the one on the prep it sheet. It is. Um, it's pretty much the exact same thing as the Amazing Spider-Man 300 cover, right down to Pose, mm-hmm. um, with the exception of Spider-Man has been replaced with Spawn. Yeah. Um, I give McFarlane the big old pass on this one. Yes. Seeing as how he did draw both. Now, <laughs> I want to say my beef on this part. So I totally agree with you. Yeah. He totally gets a pass. I think it's fine cover. It's, it's kind of cool uh, for any Spider-Man fans. Uh, my big problem is the fact that for so like the big thing of, of the last few years is everyone's replicating older covers. It's happening all the time, especially yeah. with Marvel, and it's just being totally drawn out. It's being to the it's so much. It's happening so much to the point that you know when there's that homage kind of cover like this, it you don't really think like oh all right cool like it doesn't have that impact that it should have right because everyone does it all the time. Now meanwhile, some of the DC covers that have come out are gorgeous sure gorgeous pieces of art sure and it's just it's upsetting that people think that it's so cool when they're always paying an homage to you know the the like the ditko years right uh, of of comics that when something like this kind of happens it's just it doesn't have the same effect that it should unfortunately you know it's it's funny because years ago marvel moved to the we've got to sell books based on a gimmick Mm mm-hmm and DC moved to the, we got to sell books based on a decent story. <laughs> yes. And, and um, I, you know, I think that, I think that speaks for itself. Yeah. I mean, it was okay if there was like a, a Marvel zombies kind of thing and maybe they were just trying to do like a different version. Like that never bothered me as much, but 
it's just happening so much. And now it's happening more with like some of the, the other companies as well. Yeah. Um, I got to say, though, I am impressed at the fact that Spawn is still coming out and has hit an issue 300. Yeah. I mean, kudos to Todd McFarlane, man. Yes. Um, I think Greg Capullo is also doing a cover. Yes, you know, Greg is. Capullo, who started out, with all due respect to Greg Capullo, because I actually think he's a beautiful artist. Um, him and Scott Snyder had one of my favorite runs on Batman, like, ever. Nice guy to meet at a con, too. Great guy to meet at a con. Really I, have cool. his, I have his signature, Was it on the fact, mask? On the mask. I have Greg Capullo and I think Scott Snyder both on yes. that Court of Owls mm, We mask. both got those yep. in New York. Um, but, you know, Greg Capullo is the guy who took over for McFarlane when McFarlane stopped doing Spawn regularly. And that's because that's when right. Capullo came on the scene, whether it was intentional or not, he was a McFarlane clone. Was he? He was. He okay. was a McFarlane clone. When when those early issues of Capullo Spawn came out, for the first couple of issues, you were like, is it McFarlane? Is it Capullo? Is it McFarlane? Is it Capullo? And Capullo has grown in his art mm -hmm. um, and has evolved. And that's great. Kudos to him. Again, he's one of my favorite artists. Um, but I, I like the fact that they're going back to Capullo for a cover because his history in the book. Yeah does have some significance because he really is the first main artist to take over the book in a regular format when McFarlane stopped doing it. And so he has history with the book. And so that's Agreed. good. I'm glad that he's coming back to do a cover. Um, again, Campbell doing a cover, McFarlane doing a cover. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we knock McFarlane. We make fun of him on occasion no. because, because you know, he, he is McFarlane. But I will say, I will say this, and I've gone down this rabbit hole on more than once. Have you ever watched the the McFarlane Facebook live streams? Yes, I love them. Where he still draws. Mm -hmm. Fuck God, that guy is still stupidly talented. Yeah. I mean, and I feel like he went through a cartoony phase of his life where he kind of became, he became a gimmick of himself. Yeah. I think he has slipped away from that and I just got back. I think he got better with social media in terms of just reaching out, expanding his brand, but knowing how to connect yeah. with people. Uh, directly, those art draws are are amazing, and you they're know, kind the, of mesmerizing, honestly, when you're just seeing something come to life yeah. digitally. And you know, he pre draws a lot of them and then re goes through it, which is fair, which is fine because yeah. it would you know it would take him hours to do what he does in 15 minutes. Yeah, but goddamn, can that motherfucker draw? Yeah, and yeah. well, no, even for someone like me, I don't want to learn how to draw or care, but it's fun watching those videos. It is fun watching him do it, man. God damn. So if you've never checked out those McFarlane videos, he does them on Facebook Live. I think a bunch of them are on YouTube also. Check them out. Um, you know, and he, he'll do whatever character. He does. He yeah. doesn't just do Spawn or Spider-Man. He does a bunch of it. I've seen him draw a ton of random characters just for fun. And isn't, now just to kind of backtrack back with uh, issue 300, is this the highest number issue without being restarted at any one point currently well no amazing spider-man did it without being restarted didn't well they? no no but i mean it's now now it's up to volume like four or five now or something like that oh. for amazing spider-man like it's always been one straight number one right. through 300 yeah, i don't, I don't think it ever i think it is now that i think about it yeah it might be yeah. i don't know it's quite a feat though so oh, kudos yeah. kudos to mcfarlane and spawn and all of those people for sure right. with that though big yeah. kev with that, OG, sorry, I got lost in one of the articles. <laughs> With that, OG, we will bring uh, this episode of Big Kev's Geek Stuff to a break, <laughs> the way we end some breaks by saying, we'll be right back.
You were ready to cut me off, weren't you? <laughs> Build your own X-Wing. Luke Skywalker's legendary Red 5 Starfighter from the Star Wars saga. The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step-by-step -step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. Ahoy, ahoy, welcome to Game Stuff. I'm your host, CokeLogic. <laughs> Dauntless is the new free-to-play Monster Hunter-type game for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. The online MMO in a fantasy environment that's an action-based RPG. And did I mention it was free? Dauntless has my interest on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. <laughs> Super Mario Maker 2 is coming soon, being released on June 28th on the Nintendo Switch. The game is now greatly expanded with new suits returning from the series, new level themes, such as the inclusion of the Mario 3D World style, and now two-player gameplay, simultaneously, just like New Super Mario Bros. More of everything from the original game and the potential for infinite Mario levels. Super Mario Maker 2 will be released on June 28th on the Nintendo Switch. In near perfection, the Castlevania Collection has been released on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PC, and Nintendo Switch. The collection includes Castlevania 1, 2, and 3, Super Castlevania, Castlevania Bloodlines for the Genesis, and the Game Boy titles that were kind of mediocre. Unfortunately, Sony tied up Symphony of the Night and Rondo of Blood for their two-pack collection, which is why I say this archive is nearly perfect. But still, for $20, that's a bunch of amazing side-scrolling Castlevania. <laughs> Because every console gets a port, Resident Evil 0, Resident Evil 1, and Resident Evil 4 have come to the Nintendo Switch. Previously available on all other platforms, but usually for $10 cheaper, and that's before a sale. Because of the Nintendo tax, Capcom is asking $30 for some of these old games. It's nice to have these classic games on the go, but perhaps wait for a sale? <laughs> Newly announced titles! Ghost Recon Breakpoint is the sequel to Ghost Recon Wildlands the open-area tactical shooter that wasn't critically praised, but everyone who played it thought it was good. With more of a hardcore emphasis on survival, I don't know if they're pushing it too far, or this becomes the definitive Rambo experience. With not a lot of details, there'll be a new Oddworld game. With not a lot of details, there'll be a new Destroy All Humans game. And with not a lot of details, there will be a new Predator game. From the makers of the Friday the 13th game, which sounds pretty cool. <laughs> and finally, George R.R. Martin has been rumored to be working with From Software, the makers of Dark Souls and Sekiro, and this rumor may be true. Instead of writing the seventh book, Martin has been consulting on what might be a Norse mythology action game. Viking Souls, anyone? This is Coke Logic signing off for Game Stuff. What the fuck was that? Your sister has turned into a zombie. Hey gang, this is Bruce Campbell, and you are listening to Big Kev's Geek Stuff. Ha ha! Well, hello, Mr. Fancy Pants. Go fuck yourself. What the fuck was that? It's the Evil Dead! <laughs> and we are back! With tight X-Wings and loose women. No, uh, with this hey week's now. episode... Of Big Kev's Geek Stuff, episode 541, the one we're calling Somebody Call the Wambulance. 
Temporary title is going pretty good. Temporary title. Hey, sticking. Hey, here's a question. Here's an answer. If Jon Snow returns to be part of the Night's Watch, why does he take off with the guys from the North? Because he leaves the Night Watch. He leaves that other guy in charge, and he goes off with the Wildlings. Okay, but isn't that like a betrayal? Isn't he supposed to stay with the Night Watch? I kind of feel like at that point, Jon Snow's like... (laughs) (laughs) Wow. You know what I'm saying? That I got. Yeah, I get it. (laughs) All right, that's fine. And then lastly... Fuck HBO if one of the spinoffs isn't Arya in the west of Westeros. Well, they've already said it's not going to happen because I know they're not doing the sequel. Stupid! Why? I'd watch that every week. I I I wonder if Maisie Williams, Maisie Williams. I watched that little Scottish goblin do anything. I don't think she wants to do it. I get that impression. But well, I mean, I I kind of get that. And they don't want to go forward without her or recast her. Well, so. look, I, look how eight films have really stifled the careers of, you know, those Harry Potter kids. All of them. <laughs> right, which it hasn't is the point. Right. I got you. I got you. I mean, one of them is about to be Batman. All right, let's move forward. During the break, oh. we had a wonderful, we had a wonderful uh, new game stuff. Sure did. From Ooh. our pal, Coke Logic. Um Talking about Dauntless, which came out this week. Actually, I think it came out today, if I'm not mistaken. Mario Maker 2, um, the new Castlevania collection, which I really, really want. Yeah. Um, a couple of other new announcements, some George R Martin stuff. Um, uh, and yeah, so there's a bunch of good stuff. Check out that game stuff. It's always good content by our good friend, Coke Logic. Of course, also during the break, we heard from our fine sponsors, the folks over at Build build x-wing build x-wing.com this is the brand new build your own x-wing from the fine folks that brought us build millennium falcon build r2d2 um right it's the only 118th scale x-wing that's out there it's fully detailed fully realized it has lights uh it has all kinds of things yeah man uh 118th scale, that's your action figures, kids. The the good ones, three and three quarter ones. Not saying the six inch ones are bad, just saying I prefer the three and three quarter. And uh, now you have two packages here. You have sort of the regular package and kind of a deluxe package. You want the deluxe, comes with all kinds of extra features, uh, landing lights, ground crew, uh, you know, other little people mover vehicle, all kinds of things. You'll see it over at the website, buildxwing.com. And uh, yeah, absolutely amazing. You get a little bit of it each month. You put it together and when you're done, you got one of those models that you see at shows that you're like, man, if I was ever a millionaire, man, I would have that one 18th scale um, slave one that keeps getting put at shows. I can't remember who makes it, but it's phenomenal. Um, you know, yeah, you, you be, you're, you're like that person. You're like, wow, at the end of this, I'm going to have one of those ships that I always wish that I had just like when they did it with X-Wing. Now they're doing it with, uh, sorry, with Millennium Falcon. Now they're doing it with X-Wing, but with added bonus, you already got figures that go with it. So there you go. Uh, you want to check them out over at buildxwing.com, And I think there's a phone number. Eight seven seven five four four six seven seven nine. There you go. Um, one thing that we somehow forgot about in segment one, the important that we oh. have to really talk about before we move on to these oh, other things. Oh boy, um, this can wait. Well, yeah, we're gonna have to bump off one of our products one more week. But those no. those Vanity Fair 
episode nine photos. Yeah. That dropped today. Did did you see them? I did. I didn't see what the big deal was. Um well the I mean I think the biggest I think the biggest deal was the the confirmation that the Knights of Ren are back, at least in some capacity. But you saw them in the trailer. Did we see them in the trailer? Yeah. Oh, I didn't think Real we saw brief. them. Oh, I didn't Real think brief, we saw them but in the trailer. I'm pretty sure they're there. Um, and also the first look at what's-her-name's character. Carrie Russell's character, Zori Bliss. I think looks really, really cool. Um, what else? What else was there? Another picture of... I've already seen some people bitching and moaning that Rose Tico was not in any of these photos and they're concerned that that means that she's been given a secondary role in the movie or somehow I think it's too early to make that decision. You, well, I, I can help allay those fears right now. You don't bring Rose out on stage at Celebration during the episode nine panel. Right. If she's a bit player. If she's a bit player. I agree with you. I agree so with there you. you go. I just think that she's not in any of the set photos that they shared. And hey, maybe it's okay for them to save some stuff for the movie. Yeah, it maybe. Maybe that's maybe that's an okay thing to do. I guess. Um, I, I'll be honest with you. I'm completely tempered my expectations on this movie. Uh, I'm very excited, but I'm also, uh, you know, in in the time since celebration, I have become terrified of this movie. Okay terrified because let's be honest this is going to go one of two ways either this is going to be the most mind-blowing thing of all time right right or this is going to suck worse than episode eight uh, yeah but i, I mean they're going to do cr i've heard three so... <laughs> the rumor mill is insane I just, on this movie. that's why i just don't i don't feed into the rumor mill well i'm just saying i know, you know I, like, I hear what you're saying like i'm i'm talking i heard the m word I don't know what that is. Yeah, oh, you do. yeah. Yeah. Okay. I but, heard the M word. I heard, I heard all kinds of crazy shit. But here's, here's the thing about the M word. Here's the thing about the M word. If that somehow plays into it, right? I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to get that upset over it. It's already part of Canon. It's something that can't be erased. So. Right. I mean. I, I get it, but at the same time, it's just like, you know, there's a reason there's been no mention of it ever since. I know. I understand that. But I kind of feel like a lot of these rumors are created by people to stir the pot and nothing else. And so I Possibly just, true. I will just wait and see. I liked episode okay. eight. I've watched it several times since episode eight came out. I have no doubt in my mind that I will be fine with episode nine. Okay. I even liked episode. I even like episode one. I even will watch episode one when it comes on. I I don't hate episode one. It's I just don't. It's it's just did not you, worth it. Did you sit down that boy yet? And watch what? Anything. He has seen all of the new movies. He has seen seven eight. He saw Solo. Um. He has not seen Rogue One. He has seen Jedi. But he has not seen anything else yet. Oh, and he wow. saw Rebels. How does he, he have context? Because we've also read all of... Okay. We've read a bunch of the books as well. We read right. all the little golden books. Right. And in addition to that, we read all those like five-minute Star Wars stories that covers a lot of it. Right. So he has a lot of context. Um, 
but uh, quite honestly, like, I don't know how much it, it's great that I can say that I saw empire when it came out. Right. I did. I saw it when it came out. I don't know how much of it I thoroughly retained from when I saw it from when it came out versus right. what I retained over the years. So remember, he's not quite eight yet. Empire is a heavy movie. I probably could sit him through New Hope, though, at this point. I think he'd be okay with New Hope. And maybe we'll get there over the summer. Summers are good for movie nights. Um, I don't see what the big deal is about you seeing Empire when it was out. I mean, I mean I was what was like, that, like your sophomore year of college? I was, I was one when it was out, I think. So anyway. <laughs> one what? One agitated late teenager? One. Uno. All right, let's move forward. But so, yeah, those, so that's, those set photos came out. There'll be more, I'm sure. Okay. All right. We have some products that we're going to talk to, and it ties into something that we can quickly mention as well here. Uh, Nick, why don't you introduce it since you brought it? Sure. Yeah. It's, um, you do it, Nick. It's William Shakespeare's Get Thee Back to the Future by Ian Dosher, I'm going to guess. Is that uh, a soft cover? It, it is. is a soft cover book. It's time they released one in soft cover and not hard cover first. That's interesting. I guess so. Uh, this is the guy who did the uh, William Shakespeare Star Wars yep. Uh, yep. books. I forgot how many of those are out exactly. Seven. Seven? Eight. Eight? Oh, has he done one for every film? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I remember you guys it's did not, a, He's got to be close. And you guys did a little, you guys did like a little mini reading, right? Uh, a long time ago? We did for Patreon. I, I vaguely recall that. Yeah. Um, I will say this for someone who is a f big fan of Back to the Future. Um, and just kind of likes uh, variations of certain stories or hell, even like cover songs. Um, this was a lot of fun. Um, I, I enjoyed it so much, I even told my buddy who is in charge of the uh, school plays for Hillside High School uh, that he may want to consider this since the the Alien play was so big. It was so well-received? So well-received because it, it, was, it was fun. It was highly enjoyable. You hear their voices perfectly. Um, and it was a, it's a very quick read. I think it was 170-ish pages. And that is just the first film? It's just the first film. Okay. Um, it has some drawings uh, from certain scenes, but uh, done up uh, in a Shakespearean time. Did, uh, you, uh, did you see Sigourney Weaver showed up for that encore? She did, yeah. Didn't Ridley Scott show up too? I don't think he. I don't think he showed up. I know. I know. I know for sure because there was photos. Yeah, she definitely yeah, did. She definitely showed up. I don't know. I don't think Ridley Scott. I don't think Ridley Scott went. Although I don't recall. Oh, nice, nice. I just found out that there was a um, a audiobook that dropped on this as well. Oh, really? Uh, with and you know, people are different. People are doing the readings of yeah. different characters, and it's in voice. I listened to the sample version. And uh, it seems really good. Like I may still buy it like later on down the road. Sure. Just so you know, listen to the audiobook on a car drive or something like that. They um, should have got those people to read that. Yeah. I mean, I think all of them are still around. So. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but highly they recommend. All signed it. Nick's poster, haven't they? At this point. Uh, except for pretty much Crispin Glover. Really? He's the one oh. you're missing. He's the one I'm missing, and um, I feel like I need to get Huey Lewis to sign it. Would, that that wouldn't be a bad one. Yeah, you, you probably are more likely to get him than Crispin Glover. Crispin Glover did Monster Mania, I think. He did. I think Four twice. Yeah, maybe several years ago. I haven't heard a hide or hair of him since then, though. Yeah, so I, I realize that's going to be. But if I got Michael J. Fox, I can be patient for Crispin Glover. Yeah, so. it'll it'll happen one yeah. day. Yeah, right. Um, that's but, like my Tron poster. 
Uh, so I definitely recommend picking this up either at a, one of your favorite bookstore. There you go. Yeah, which would be what exactly? Amazon? I was going to say Gotham Comics in lovely Caldwell, New Jersey. But there sure. Oh, well, there, there you go. You go. Um, and just tied into that very quickly, I just wanted to mention that Back to the Future, the musical. Oh, yeah. Is set to debut in 2020. Um, There's a little teaser London, video that, right? that came out. Yeah, it's Robert Zemeckis and Bob Gale had plans for a musical based on their film back in 2012. In 2014, it had a 2015 debut date. Obviously, it did not happen. Um, it had been in sort of some sort of production hell. But it looks like a 12-week engagement in London's West End will kick off on February 20th, 2020. Manchester Opera House. Yeah, man. I feel that's either going to be like amazing or it's going to be a hot mess. It's going to be one of the two extremes. But you know what? I feel that way when about you, when a lot of these When are you flying over to see it? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to wait till it's on YouTube and I can watch it <laughs> there from there. But like the Beetlejuice one, everybody thought was going to be a hot mess. And a couple of the people they know that went and saw Beetlejuice said they've really enjoyed it. I want to see it. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see so, it. So, and I was afraid of the, I was afraid of seeing the, um, the Evil Dead musical. Oh, it was so much fun. Which also was hilarious. Well, it was a fistful of boomstick, right? Uh, or, was yeah, that vi- think... or was that the video game? Maybe no, it, it might have been. I, I thought it was just Evil Dead the musical. Yeah, let's find out. But 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 eventually, remember, they released... Uh, I mean, I have a bootleg DVD cut of it somewhere. But it was a release. It got some sort of release in Canada, I think. Um, what the fuck is that? Uh, it's still it's still one of my favorite soundtracks. It's a fantastic. It's a fantastic soundtrack. People should go check that out. Yeah, I think our uh, I think our Bruce ID has that music under it, doesn't it? It does, oh, it in does. fact, have that mm-hmm. in there. That's why we're mentioning it. So there you go. <laughs> um, people may have heard that ID during the break, Big Kev. That's how oh, did they? The magic of editing. <laughs> <laughs> the magic of I can stick that in there. All right, so let's talk about cons. Hey very quickly, if we can. Yeah. And we'll, we'll keep this we'll keep this short but sweet because we are running long. Um, I want to mention some good news first and then we'll get into the bad news. The good news is coming up in... There's a lot of bad news. Coming up in two weekends in Brooklyn at the Brooklyn Exposition Center. Ooh. I will be attending um, the Five Points Arts Festival. God damn it. Um, our very good friends of the show are in charge of the press over there and reached out to me. Um, oh, that? Uh, Sarah and Kyle. Oh. Yeah, Sarah, I think, runs press for them. God damn it. And um, I will be going on Saturday, June 1st to the Five Point Arts Festival. The title for this says Designer Toys, Indie Comics, and Craft Beer. Yeah. I am it, all about this already. Um, it looks really good. It looks really entertaining. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, a lot, a lot of our favorite artists are going to be there. I'll see if I can get you a pass. I'll, I'll drive us out there. I'll, I'll see if I. Fine. Well, um, Mrs. OG and Young Frodo are going as well. Um, but I might be able to score you a pass. I will reach out to Sarah this evening oh, yeah. and find out for oh, sure. This looks so fucking cool. Um, but yeah, uh, awesome, isn't it great? Everyone gets to go to cool. Stuff. But a lot of our favorite artists are going to be there. Um, a lot of our friends, Benny from Tenacious is going to be there. Um, Selena will be there. Vince probably. from My Plastic Cart will be there. Um, I think uh, our friend Lou Selena. from Mattel will be there. Selena will be there from Jelly Robot, I'm sure. Eric from Argonaut Resins is going to be there. Dickie Page will not be there, but he Ooh. will have a piece for sale through Tenacious Toys. Um, our friend Bleeding Edges, our friend Deadhead Toys, Dead Hands Toys. Who was toys. president the last time we saw Dickie Page? Uh, <laughs> 
Obama president now. Uh, so a lot of a lot of our friends are going to be there. Um, a lot of awesome art, toys, beer. There's there's like guys I mean, doing tattoos. I was just about to ask if they're doing tattoos. Yeah, they are, and and they're great. Like you can Caesar get, gonna be there? Uh Caesar is not gonna be there doing tattoos, no. But oh, but they have, trucks. they have these flash tattoo sheets that you can pick from and get something, but all the flash designs are by artists that we know, or you can get some custom work done. So I'm even considering if I can if I can if I can wrangle it getting a flash piece. I don't know what I would get, but I might get something. Actually, Mrs. Mrs. OG thought about getting a flash piece as well. So we'll see if that if that'll fit into the schedule. But I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm really hyped to be going. Nick, I will see if I can secure this looks you fantastic. A, a ticket. But um but, Maybe it's time to get uh, young Frodo tatted up. Yeah. <laughs> like about a dragon, you Look. know, like going up his back leg <laughs> into his back. He's a little young for that. I'm pretty sure it's illegal. Um, is that laws. true? Is yeah. It yeah, yeah. I, I think you have to be at least eighteen. Yeah. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So Five Points Arts Festival. Go if you're if you're in the area. If you're local, go out there. June first and second. I will be there on Saturday the first. I can't go on the second, but I will be there Saturday the first. Um, I wait. feel bad for Young Frodo. I think next time I'm home visiting, I think Uncle Big Kev and his magical. A uh, set of sharpies will have to. Uh, oh, I help mean, young he's, Frodo out with that problem. He's 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 had plenty of he's had plenty of uh, pen tattoos like we all did at his age. Yeah. By the way, it's fivepointsfest.com. Fivepointsfest.com. So check that out. We love we love all the people associated with it. We love Kyle and and Sarah and everybody else associated over there. It's a great show. That's where the designer toy awards are going to be this year. Um, I'm not going to that though. But um, forty five dollars for the weekend. That's pretty good. But yeah, so um, definitely check it out. Um, it'll be a really good time, I think. Um, and yeah. And, uh, and if you're going on Saturday, let me know. Let's, uh, let's meet up. Let's hang out. Yeah. All right. Now into the bad news. Okay. I'll be there. This past weekend, I went to East coast comic-con. Yeah, you did. It's oh. caucus, New Jersey. Um, the good news is I did get to meet, um, one of our patrons, a very good friend of the show, our friend, Will, who's always in the Instagram chat room. Um, we've met Will before, but, um, but yeah. We've met Will before. He, you know, he's hung out with us at that con at New York Comic Con. Will's a great guy. And getting to see Will for the hour and 40 minutes that we were at the con <laughs> was the highlight. Was great. It really was. Getting to always catching up with Will is great. I did get to meet some really interesting artists. I got two prints, as a matter of fact. Um, I got a really cool scorpion print. I got a really cool gorillas print. Looks really good. Um, so those are really cool. I'm, I'm excited to have gotten those. Look for them on my Instagram account. They're both there. On the um, I got to see some friends. Sub Zero. I got to see. Um, I got to see Fern. Uncle Fern was Uncle there. Uncle Fern always there, and he was. He had a bunch oh. of die kitty die stuff. So I got to talk to him about that and stuff like that. It was. It was good to see him. Um, I got to see our good friend Ali. Did he ask about me, Fern? Uncle Fern? Of course he did. Um, our friend Ali, Ali, you know him, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. He was there. I got to talk to him. Um, I got to talk to, um, I'm trying to think what other artists did I talk to that we know Who was the other one. Um, no, there was, there was one other one and I just can't think of who it was. So while you're thinking of that, what? Go ahead. Did you think of it? No, I, I, it's, it's, I'm drawing a blank. I'll come to it. So did you, 
so there was, was, I think if I hear you correctly, there was nothing really new and exciting that you saw there. There was because usually what you and I look for is the one, possibly two, uh, as far as artists go, the one or maybe two guys that are doing something a little different. So there were. Th- there were three artists that I really, really liked. The guy that I got the Scorpion print from, I really liked his work. And I'm, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on his name. I'll get it because I have it in my Instagram story. Um, uh, it was... Sorry. Hold on. Give me one sec. Cody... Cody James was his name. Wow. Right out of the Wild West playbook of names. The artist... The other artist was Flightless But Still Trying was really really cool. There was one more. What? That's, that, that's his her, name. No, that's her that's her uh Instagram handle. I don't oh. remember her her actual name and I don't know if I have I don't know if it's in her profile. Hold on, let me see if it's in her profile. Elvi May Parion is her actual name. Elfie? LV. LV. And then there's one more. Hold on. One more. Uh Dan Cooney was another one that I met that was really, really cool. He had, Big Kev, he had some great, um, he had some great, like, noir, like, pinup style pieces, but, like, classy pinup, not cheesecake pinup. He had a great rocket girl, like a great Betty Page rocket, um, rocketeer style print that was really cool. Who was that again? Dan Cooney. D Cooney art on Instagram. Um, he had some really cool art that I think that you would, that you would dig. Kev. Did you snap any photos of these people's art? Um, I did not. I just, I posted a few things on Instagram, the stuff that I oh, had you bought okay. and I shared a couple of things, maybe some links because I would like to see. Yes, I can do that. What you saw. <clears throat> um, other than that though, <laughs> Other than that, though, it was a hot mess. It was boring as shit. Awesome. Um, there was, there was honestly, there was like, I'm sorry, but I, I, I'm not paying money to take a picture with the fucking Batmobile. I'm not doing it. Oh, yeah. do you know who was there, Big Kev, that I did not say hi to? Because I could not remember where our relationship stood. Nomad. With this person. No. Um, Melody and Sam were there. You didn't go to see them? I did not because I felt like for some reason we had left on tenuous terms with them at some point. No. And I did not want to go up to them and be like, hey. (laughs) No. The tenuous relationship we have is with the producers of that documentary after Flash. Oh, okay. Because okay. I reached out to them a hundred times, like I got stories, yeah. I got footage, I got stuff that you don't have. Right. And they just simply never got back to me. They talked to Bob. I understand Bob is in that documentary. Mm. Remember Bob? Yeah. But all the Bob props. is the guy that had the props. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But love him. He is amazing. That guy. And and honestly, I can say this now. What a hundred years later, we he definitely was a linchpin in getting that done. We would not have got that done without Bob. Yeah, he, he provided so much of that project. That said, um, they don't even. I don't know that they even mention it. I don't know that they even mention it in the documentary, which to me means the documentary is a fail because I think the biggest thing that Sam Jones did after Flash Gordon 
having to do with Flash Gordon is when he uh, and Melody and a bunch of guys who barely knew what they were doing put together the only commentary that the two of them have ever done for that film. Yeah. And, and, and let's be honest, that all happened before Ted. Yep. You know, we know that, um, uh, we know that, uh, what's his name? I can't remember his name now. The, the guy who created Ted and family guy, Seth MacFarlane, Seth MacFarlane. We know Seth MacFarlane has a copy. Yeah. Of, of the commentary and has listened and has watched and listened to it. Um, but, but all that stuff happened before Ted, right? You know, all of us and our involvement and Sam Jones sleeping on my couch and yep. you thought I was a bad snorer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 and all the, get me the better team mug and the whole story involving that would have been an amazing part of that documentary. And they just completely shit the bed on it. I will say that Sam Jones, to all of his little idiosyncrasies, did not fail in that as I walked past his table. Um, he wasn't there at the table when I walked past, but Melody was. But he had a stack, Big Kev, a stack of plain wheat toast yeah. in a Ziploc bag. Mm -hmm. And when I say a stack, Nick, I don't mean like... A piece or two. I mean, like, he had toasted a loaf of wheat bread uh -huh. before going to the convention that morning. Yeah. And was just sitting on the table. Do you remember dinner? Yeah. In New York City? kind of hard not to, not to remember that dinner. That experience. It's kind of hard Let's to remember. It's kind of hard to forget any of that. Taking off his shoes and reclining yeah. back in the XM studios like he oh, owned yeah. the joint. This is disgusting. Yeah, it was. It was. Any, but anyway, needless to say, was, they were there. It, and see, right there in the last two minutes, we've told more amazing stories about uh, about Sam Jones than probably exist in that whole documentary. Yeah. And that's what I'm angry about because yeah, I, I reached out to them because I said. We have stuff like we and they were calling for, you know, stories and all this kind of stuff about the. They were calling for all that stuff. I'm like, we have the most unique stuff since he did the movie. Do you want to hear that Seth MacFarlane really loved the movie when he was a kid? Great. I would get him to do that, too. Uh, before Ted happened and they all they and I, I have not seen it. It's fair to say I've not seen it. I know we are not mentioned in it because I asked Bob if we were right. mentioned in it. And he said not at all. You know, yeah. and I said, OK, and um, but let's be honest. They think suddenly he came out of the woodwork with Ted. Yeah. And that's just not true. There's a lot of shit that happened before Ted. And I would say we are the we are a big part of that. Yeah, it's so, I, you know, I don't know all of the. the and ins so and outs therefore, that, but, OG, yeah. I will conclude you definitely should have went over and said all hi, right. at least to Melody. I, I, I honestly, I just wasn't sure. For some if reason, I, I thought known, that it, I it was soured. Direct, I would have directed you to do that yeah. if I had known. Um, I had no idea they were going to be there. Neither did I until I, I went, saw went them. there first. Yeah, I, I, I didn't know they were going to be there until I walked past the table. <laughs> so right. um, other than that, that show is yeah, a complete shit show. Um, I'll never go back to that show again. Yeah. It used um, to be so good way back when, when it was at the Asbury Park yeah. Bowling or Asbury Lanes. The people who run it are fucking clowns. The reason why they don't want to give out press passes is because they don't want people to fucking cover their show because it's a it's a shame. It's a sham. 
$35 for a one day pass. And I did it in an hour and 40 minutes. That's walking the floor twice, stopping to talk to people. I know buying a handful of things because look, I'm not going to, I, I'm not going to belittle anybody that went to that show and sold their art or their wares. Right. Because there were, there were plenty of vendors there that we knew a lot of the vendors that we knew. They did well. Um, No, Nope. Cause all the ones that I talked to, we're like, we're like, wow. Did you talk to the, did you talk hope, to the guy from Montclair? I hope, uh, I hope, I hope Sunday's better than Saturday. <laughs> a couple people told me. That's nice. Yeah. Cause That's, Sunday's usually better than, it's, oh wait, no, it isn't yeah. ever. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I will, I will was never. The guy from Montclair there? What guy from Montclair? Oh yes, he was there. And I did talk he to him. He was? Yes. Did you talk to him about going to pick up my figures? Yes, yes. Fucking I, bastard. I, I did, I did. He secured. You know what's going to happen. They're going to get lost or crushed, nope, and he, then you're going to go lost and get nope, crushed. He he has them very safely secured and, and stored away, he told me. Um, mm-hmm. So anyway, um, $35, one day pass, I'll never go back again. That shows a fucking scam. I'm glad I didn't And go. no one else should ever go again either. There. there you there's, your, there's your press coverage, shitheads. So, uh, you know what we should do is we should make sure we know when the show is coming up and direct people to any other event that's going on that weekend. That's right. So, Nick, make sure that we find out when their next show is, and we want to find any local event that people can go to, and we'll promote those events for free. Fuck, I will promote I will promote that people go do their laundry. I'll go to a laundromat <laughs> and offer to wash one sock per person who shows up. If you Nick, come and hang out down. with me. Rather than go to that show. You'd have more fun. Write that down. Write that down, Nick. Fuck that show. I'll put that in the highlight note, reel. Notate, notate this so that we can play it back for him when we set this up as a bit next time. Fuck that show in all of its glory. So there you go. There's that we show. We will do a live broadcast from a laundromat where yep. OG will do your laundry. That's it. If you don't attend. One this, sock uh, per person. Convention. You can bring one sock. One sock. Unless you've used it for cumsies and then I don't wash it. <laughs> <laughs> that's beyond my barrier anything wow. else <laughs> anything else no we're, de- we're definitely done after that we're definitely done all right big kev i think we're done i'm hot and tired the studio is getting warm we're at an hour and 20 minutes my oh, my sorry. child is, is downstairs oh. oh i feel bad i think i think i think with that big kev what, can, what uh, you want to do all the plugs yeah let's 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 run into the end of the show shall we I don't hear anything. Don't forget that uh, you can. Now I definitely don't hear anything. Don't forget. You can find us online each and every week over at bkgeekstuff.com. Go to bkgeekstuff.com for new episodes of the show. More importantly, though, you should subscribe to the show. Search your uh, podcast directory for Geek Stuff or Big Kev's Geek Stuff. If you have a problem finding it that way, just go to our website, go to the RSS feed that's at the top of the site, grab the link, dump it into whatever podcast application you use, and you'll find it and you can subscribe that way. Of course, you go to patreon.com backslash BK Geek Stuff. That's patreon.com backslash BK Geek Stuff. You get the show a couple days early if you sub to that level. You get some bonus content, retro shows, all sorts of fun stuff. Not to mention access to our Discord server, which is always a lot of fun. Um, we've got lots of stuff going on the over part. there, so you can check that out. Um, across social media, you can find myself at GeekStuffOG, GeekStuffOG, Twitter, Instagram, um, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. Not on the PlayStation Network. We're not giving don't that that is no longer active. So don't please please don't no longer send me friend requests there, because um, you know trolls be trolling. 
<laughs> um, every day, got to deal with somebody new. Um, Big Kev, where, where can they find you? Wow. And not in the exasperated room, which yeah. is the room you seem you're in. Uh, I am at uh, Big Kev GS on the Xbox network. I imagine when I get a PlayStation, it will probably be the same. Um, uh, and uh, But my kid won't go on there. There you go. So don't got to worry about that. And BK Geek Stuff everywhere else, I'm pretty sure. I'm not watching that sock, Big Kev. And... Nick, how about yourself? Monday, uh, Twitter as you Monty's Mayhem. Twitter's Monty's Mayhem. Snapchat, same thing. And uh, probably LinkedIn, too. I don't know. All right. There you go. LinkedIn. So find us in all of those what, Do you spots. want to give out your MySpace page also, Nick, while you're at it? I, I, I can do Friendster if that makes you feel better. Does, does your MySpace page automatically play music when I load it up? It takes like three minutes for it to load, but yes. Yes, nice, hot, <laughs> hot. You can find me at geocities.com <laughs> back, backslash. P.O. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I would think my MySpace page is probably still up. I mean, I, in, no, I think they purged it. A bunch did of they? Years I, thought ago. they yeah, I thought they I did. So. I think they purged well, when it. Sold, when they Fox tried sold. to like rebrand it as like just for music and musicians. Yeah, when I they think officially they, gave up with uh, yeah, against Facebook. I think they purged it. But Big Kev, with that said. With that, OG, we will bring this episode of Big Kev's Geek Stuff to a close. Episode 541, the one we called the, is it the Wambulance? The, somebody call the Wambulance. Somebody call the Wambulance. The way we end some episodes by saying. Troll the respawn, Jeremy. And on that note, we cue the music.